Hurricane f***ing blow! Anybody care? No. Anybody keeping track? Okay, just checking. It's a 10:01. We better talk fast. Right. We got those hurricanes, baby. And if they win today, we got the uh, pregame hurricane warm-up with the beast at 11:30, and then the Canes and Clemson Atlanta the ACC uh, tournament at noon. And if Miami wins, they play Duke tomorrow at the same time. Let's hear it for those Canes. Come on, let's go. 400 points today, easy. In fact, that game inspired me to do that poll today about college. And, and it doesn't have to be a sports thing, because obviously a lot of you hate sports like Poison, like George, but he probably still hates somebody on that poll. Do you vote for anybody? I told you, I put Bob Jones University on there just oh, that's so that right. I could Bob vote for Bob Jones them. University, right. what's to like about them? How's Bart their Bisson. team doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What's their okay, team let's uh, get with it. Who is the U.S. living politician you most admire? We did a good poll yesterday, by the way, George. Oh, that's right, it was mine. That's right. See, I left Thank it with you. a nice poll there, boy, I'll tell you. Well... It was fire factor. Oh, brother. Do you ever have a thing? Although, yeah, I've never had a root canal. I guess that's the worst, what people say. That's what they say. And there was no pain. I got a great dentist here. Even the injection, the needle with the um, uh, anesthetic. Mm-hmm. Not, usually there's a nasty sting, you know, and it can, like, shake your lip. Crunch right it right a, into your bone. Yeah, but there was no pain. And there was also no pain during the just incessant drilling. Hour and a half I'm laying there with my head in the prone position. Yeah, that's right. That's that's what it felt and sounded like. I mean, you couldn't feel it, but your head all the way to your brain. Just <laughs> and he stuck a bunch of pins in there, and he put a couple of like needles and pins. Who is the U.S. living politician you admire most? We asked. Seventeen ninety-two. Bill Clinton, five hundred eighty. Nobody even close to Bubba. Let's bring him back. Oh! Come on, forget about uh, the Ice Princess. Let's bring him back. None. They're all crooks. Three ninety-nine. Jimmy Carter, one twenty-three. Good old Jimmy. John McCain, 95, Barack Obama, 64, and Russ Feingold, 64. There's a good ticket for you. A Jew and a dark guy. Howard Dean, 63, Rudy Giuliani, 57. How sad. Dennis Kucinich, 55. He did pretty well for a little guy. I hate this poll, 50. George W. Bush, 47. 2.6% of you people out there ought to be horsewhipped. Jesus, God, the politician you most admire is this lying sack of crap with blood on his hands all the way to his armpits. Man. Al Gore, 38. Ted Kennedy, 38. And that's quite a commentary that there are more people in this audience who admire George W. Bush as opposed to Al Gore or Ted Kennedy. Arnold, 21. Arnold, 21. 
John Murtha, 18. Oh, you guys must have added that. You added uh, mm -hmm. a couple. couple. Hillary Clinton, 18. Dick Cheney, 14. Dick Cheney, 14. Dead Eye Dick. Elliot Spitzer, 12. Watch out for him. He's dangerous. Al Sharpton, 9. Condoleezza, 8. Condoleezza. Chuck Hagel, 7. The Republican with balls. John Edwards, 7. And John Kerry, again, bringing up the rear uh, with five votes. America, they like their waffles, but they don't like wafflers. You like waffles? Yes, I do. Especially Belson waffles. Let's see. What do we got going on today? Join QM, the van from noon to two today will be, oh. <laughs> Told you. This is the last one, though, I'm told, for this uh, series. Will be noon to two, the grand opening of Advanced Auto Parts, located at 1925 Northeast 2nd Avenue in Miami. Stop by to win prizes. Sign up to win a $1,000 Advanced Auto Parts shopping spree. And pick up your About 30, man. About 30, man. CDs and T-shirts, 20 bucks a pop. A benefit at Abandoned Pet Rescue in Fort Lauderdale. FYI, Miguel says, I will not be calling Josh with updates. <laughs> I can't Thank imagine you, yeah. why. I mean, just because the ball game will be on, we won't be here. Sounds like nitpicking to me. Wouldn't you say? Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, plus there probably won't be anything to update anyway. Well, it's uh, our, our location, 1925 Northeast 2nd Avenue, Miami. It sounds like our crowd, doesn't it? Just like that one the other day. Although I don't think it makes a difference where we go, uh, the way things are going. We couldn't even get a 1,000 there at, uh, on the Shell Station, Broward University. Right. Well, they're cheap. And, of course, Josh Cordes came up with another 40 bucks at um, Bernie Kosar's Steakhouse the other night on Tuesday night. 40 bucks. Well, I'm oh. sure the guy who stopped by uh, with his credit card went home and bought one online immediately. Well, so let's uh, assume maybe, in fact, maybe he bought a whole bunch of them. Maybe he was going to spend like 500 bucks. Well, here's the whole total, including the online uh, right. of yesterday. What do we got? 14395 hmm. uh, And today's Thursday. So, I don't know. Is that good or bad? I guess it's, it's not too it's bad. Fine. If the goal is going to be 50000 right. we got a shot. It's all good. Shot? It's, right. it's not too bad. That's right. Now, here's today's pool in honor of the uh, Big Canes game, which we hope like crazy that they win, because if they do, we get another short show tomorrow. They'll make a real short week for me. Although, I'd be honest with you, I would have rather been on, on the air yesterday than the dentist. Yeah, well. Now, not that there was even the slightest bit of pain. I, there's a difference between pain and discomfort, okay? Right. And you talk about discomfort. Man, man. And they put this, this like, I don't know, if it, like a cotton block on right. the other side of your mouth to keep it sure. wide open, you know? I never had that before. It's a, it's a rubber block. Is that what it is? Yeah. I thought it was the red rubber ball they stuffed in Joyce's mouth, the same one. Uh-huh. But anyway, so they stuff that in there, and, uh, and you're like, uh, you know, and yeah, then she you're keeps a prisoner. reaching in there, the assistant keeps reaching in with that thing to, uh, oh, brother. It's uh, Iraqi torture. What college or university do you despise the most? That's our fine pool question today. We've got 563 votes. Now, it could be a sports thing, but it doesn't have to be, just like you with that, uh, what is it, Oral Bob uh, Jones, Roberts. Yeah. Well, how about Oral Roberts University? Okay. Let's get that on there right away. I almost said Annal. I know. Notre Dame 166, is uh, that's who I voted for. Despise, despise their sports teams in spite of Brady Quinn. I despise the university. I despise Touchdown Jesus. I despise the whole mentality with that uh, thing, you know. And I despise the fact that NBC gives one college team uh, its own network. To show you how you know the religionists are running the whole universe, how come uh, Michigan State doesn't have its own freaking network? How come uh, Michigan don't have a network, right? Well, how come uh, TCU don't have its own network, right? Huh? Notre what? Dame. Well, screw you guys, okay? Screw Brady Quinn. Well, Notre Dame 166, University of Miami 91. Now, the interesting thing to me is the Hurricanes beat the Gators and uh, FSU and even Bob Jones at least so far by a good margin. They got a respectable second, 91. I hate them Canes. 
And I think for a lot of the same reasons uh, with Notre Dame. You know, the whole uh, blue nose crowd there running that place, and Donna Shalili, who's uh, spending her time as president of the university, telling jocks, oh, don't, don't leave school and go to the pros. So stick around. We need, to, we need to win some more ball games, you know. Just exactly what you'd expect the president of that university to be doing, spending her time with. Gators, the University of Florida, 64. Gators, Bob Jones University, 59. FSU, 59. The Seminoles. I think that would have been higher once upon a time, but now we kind of like feel sorry for them. At least some of us do. They're weak. Especially that Bobby Bowden. He's had so many personal tragedies, including the uh, birth of his son years ago. Terry Bowden. None, 33. See, that to me, you know what that is? That's really boring. Can't you? I mean, are you really that boring, 33 of you, that yes. can't work up a, yes. some intense yes. dislike for, uh, you know, anything? Yes, yes! Yeah. Ohio State, 29. I hate this poll, 24. That's the old I hate the poll crowd. Yale, 11. Harvard, 9. Michigan, 8. Oh, Mad Dog ain't going to be happy with that. Texas, 7. Michigan State, 5. Well, that's pretty, uh, not too bad. USC, 5. Penn State, 3. Uh, and uh, uh, Oral Roberts, 2. And UCLA, 2. Why would anybody hate USC or UCLA? Well, USC, maybe because they win too many uh, championships in different sports. And so did UCLA. Even Josh remembers when UCLA was the basketball. They were the... Uh, For a while, there. Huh? For a while, not, not anymore. Well, a long time ago. Once upon a time in America. Here's a cute story to get us started today. And, of course, you folks, uh, the, the calls we'll be taking will intersperse between the stuff because we only got an hour and 20 minutes left. Let's talk real fast. With uh, If there's a university or college on there that we didn't mention, 5670560, pound 560, Verizon, single on. Anyway, or not, whatever. An argument over toilet paper overflowed into a fight, sending one motel maid to the hospital, another to jail. The maids at Siesta Motor Lodge in North Charleston, that's South Carolina, of course, armed themselves with a plunger and mop after accusing each other of taking toilet paper from each other's cleaning carts, North Charleston police said. Dolores Smith, 47, is charged with assault and battery of a high and aggravated nature. A magistrate set her bail at five grand. The argument began about 9.40 last Thursday morning in the motel's laundry room. The 52-year-old maid wounded in the scuffle said Smith grabbed a mop, a mop and hit her on the arms. She was taken to a hospital with minor injuries. Smith said she was defending herself from her co-worker's plunger. I bet you Joyce could give her some pointers on how to do that. How to plunge? No, the uh, the old apple in the mouth. That, that, I, seriously, I felt just like Joyce yesterday with that... Uh, you say it's a, what is it, a rubber thing? It is a rubber block. Giant red rubber jaw block they stick in your mouth while they're like... So you don't chomp down, yeah. And they just drill <laughs> away and drill in the pressure, and it feels like your brain's going to pop right out of your head. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yes, sir. Can I like to speak with Neil? Speaking. Hey, Neil, um, you could add James Madison to that. That's, I believe that's Jerry Farwell's college up there um, near Virginia, Tennessee, in that area there. Uh, Jerry Are you Farwell. Sure? James Madison is Jerry Falwell. I thought it was Liberty Baptist the Church and the College. You know, I am sorry. I'm, that's what it is. I, I apologize, Neil. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's Liberty, but I, it's I, a bunch of uh, right wing going. That's okay. Whatever. Okay. Thanks, Pally. James Madison, our fourth president. Shame on you, sir. Remember James? Remember Dolly? Hello, Dolly right. Madison, huh? I know my presidents, baby. I don't know anything else. I know two things. I know my harness racing drivers and my presidents. Nothing else. Although I do know my hockey deals. Let's see. It's we got Geldy on after the ball game. Thank goodness. Good timing for once on this station. Two to full. Because even though there's oh, and if there was fifteen thousand one hundred ninety-six, the Panthers killed Ottawa six-two last night. The fifteen part is right. In fact, if you look on the NHL.com for the attendance, they've got zero, which I think is closer than fifteen thousand. There was nobody there. But anyway, today is the NHL trade deadline through this afternoon. A few minor things are going on. The big one, the only big one so far, uh, Josie Theodore, lovely uh, guy. He goes from the Canadians to Colorado for David Abisher. I'm shocked at that. 
At any rate, nobody cares, so just keep moving right along. 12 minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Everybody's going to be gathered around the hot stove and the radio today for the NHL trade deadline. Oh. It's almost as big as the NFL freaking draft. Oh. With lightning quick speeds, the latest features and security, Comcast high-speed internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for only $9.95 for two months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or maybe even watching uh, uh, Osama uh, morph into uh, OJ, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast reliable, fast connection means you'll be flying through the Internet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast high-speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video mail, Comcast, Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. And you also get McAfee security tools included, so you can rest assured your Internet experience will always be safe and secure. So what are you waiting for? Start doing a lot more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast high-speed internet today for just $9.95 a month for two months and you wonder how have you got along without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. In Broward, 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. A fat rich reminds me of my mother. Here's the story about a woman we don't take kindly to. She joined the Senate, a position she kind of slid into. Her man Bill ran the country in 1992. Boy, she'd love to be president, too. She works in the old Big Apple. Always thinking about living in that White House castle. In four years, she'll have an election to tackle. Good Lord, don't let Hillary run. Good Lord, don't let Hillary run. Go once another Clinton. If she wins, we're finished and done. Absolutely. Hey, we want Bubba back, baby, to help with the Put Bubba in there. In fact, I tell you what, let her run, and then he can, uh, you know, he can run things again. He can right. go back in the oral office again. What do you say? Behind the scenes. So anyway, Liberty is right. Liberty College is your. I just googled it, and I'm sure you did too, right? No. You didn't? No, I take a word for it. Well, it's a lucky guess by me, I guess. Liberty College. That's a Jerry Falwell in Lynchburg, Virginia. Underline the Lynch part. He's the linchpin of the right-wing religionist movement. Anyway, Congress declares war on Ports Deal. Congress sent its first shot across President Bush's bow yesterday as the House Appropriations Committee voted. It was very close. They voted 62 to 2 to block a controversial deal that would allow Dubai Ports World to operate some terminals at U.S. ports. 62 against and only two in favor. The amendment was inserted in an emergency supplemental funding bill for military actions in Iraq and Afghanistan. The bill also includes about $19 billion in disaster assistance for the Gulf Coast in the wake of Hurricanes Katrina and Rita. The full House could vote on the measure as early as next week. The committee's approval was bipartisan. Democrat Representative Jim Moran of Virginia and Republican Jim Colby of Arizona cast the only no votes. How do you like that? No. No. That was it. Only two out of 64. Not too good. Things ain't looking too good. And Chuck Schumer's uh, right now uh, in the Senate. But but they're having a uh, having a cow about it. And speaking of things now. I really didn't have time to go over the, uh, if you click on, uh, there's a story on our website today, Abramoff Talks to Vanity Fair. By the way, did you, I'm sure you must have talked yesterday about the, uh, how we found uh, uh, Osama, your mama. Oh, yeah, all day long. Did you? No. You didn't mention it? No. 
On we, our website? We found Osama? He's morphed into OJ. Oh, that Osama. No, no. I haven't you even seen that. You never mentioned it? No. Well, what the wrong with you, I haven't man? seen it. You haven't seen it? That was put Click up like on, days ago, by the way. Yeah, it's been on there for a while, and we haven't mentioned it. Click on underneath the uh, pole, right under the pole, there's Osama. Oh, and by the way, you know, in that loose, uh, loose change? Yes. One of the most convincing things, that one video that was allegedly Osama... With the big fat, the fat guy and the fat face that doesn't look anything like him. In fact, even the OJ I noticed looks more like him than the, the, <laughs> that one video. Did you, you, did you notice that? No, yep. Not even close. Are you watching? Uh, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's good. It's, it's amazing. Great. He's a killer. We know that. There you go. Good disguise, OJ. <laughs> where the hell did we get that? That's a beautiful thing. Huh? Didn't come from me. Oh, I know where it came from. It came from Norma Kent, as a matter of fact. I passed it along. Anyway, there's an article on there. Abramoff talks to Vanity Fair from Raw Story, which is rapidly becoming one of my very favorite uh, websites. And uh, if you go, if you click back to the link, you can't do it from reading it on our site. But if you click back to the original Raw Story story, at the end of the story, uh, Vanity Fair is letting them uh, make the article, the entire article, available about Abramoff's interview. And you can just uh, click on. There's a link. If you uh, go back to, I'm just telling you that right now. When I clicked it, the print was so small you could have had them on Palomar Telescope and not read it. But I'm sure that you could diddle with that and uh, get it up to speed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. For those ten of you that are going to be interested, so you didn't even mention the uh, and neither uh, did I. No, my bad. Don't. And your bad. Vanity Fair is said to publish a tell-all interview with disgraced lobbyist Jack Abramoff, noting that his plea bargain sentence can be substantially reduced by cooperating with investigators. The piece makes much of many prominent Republicans' denials of uh, having worked with Abramoff. Uh, re re remin oh, brother. Abramoff reminisces about jokes President Bush, who now claims not to remember him, made about his weight training program. Abramoff also recalls discussing the Bible, opera, and golf with Tom DeLay. Abramoff also alleges that RNC Chairman Ken Millman provided Abramoff political favors, including aiding in the removal of a State Department official. Abramoff also claims to funnel 50 grand donated by clients to a charity he set up to pay for a golf trip for himself, Ohio Republican Bob Ney, and former Christian coalition head Ralph Reed, currently seeking the office of Lieutenant Governor for the state of Georgia. Reed also once served as Abramoff's projects director. Crook, the article is supported by images of Abramoff with everyone from Ronnie Reagan to Newt Gingrich and is prefaced by a two-page spread of the lobbyist golfing with Tom DeLay. The Gingrich photo was signed, Your Friend, Newt Gingrich. I have more pictures of Newt than I have of my wife, the fallen lobbyist tells Vanity Fair. The article also notes that the photographs taken with President Bush, which are in Abramoff's possession, are the lobbyist's sole potential source of funds. Abramoff says it would be stupid to send him to prison saying he'd rather sweep floors at an Indian reservation, maybe with uh, Mark Lindsay and the Raiders. Let me teach English history and music, he quipped, or let me sweep floors at the reservation. Instead, you'll be paying to feed me to sit in jail. And like I said, in the past, Vanity Fair lawyers have demanded Ross Story not print excerpts from their pieces. However, at this time, they made the entire article available, and you can click on that link if you go back to the original story. How do you like that? Uh-huh. It's just, it's a beauty. And for you people out there, you Bush holdouts, the 2.6% of our audience that, that admired George W. Bush more than anybody uh, in America, any pump, it, it's just mind-blowing to me. Like a famous philosopher, old Chicken X said, and, and I did too, who are these people? Where are they, and where, how do we get rid of them? Man, those are the people that ought to be, like, uh, being followed around and uh, put away in a rubber room somewhere to keep mm -hmm. us safe. More than four in ten Americans strongly disapprove of the job that George W. Bush is doing as president. According to the latest CNN Gallup poll, that's the highest negative of any president except Nixon in the waning months of his presidency. Remember, he was waning just like that's the right. insurgency in Iraq? Just 40% of Americans believe Bush can manage the country effectively. Bush registers a 38% approval rating with 60% disapproval rating. 60%. That's double. About 30, man. 
When Americans were asked to follow up whether they strongly approve or disapprove of Bush, more than twice as many Americans say they strongly disapprove, 44%, as say they strongly approve of Bush, 20%. The strong disapproval rating is the highest Gallup has measured for Bush by percentage point and is the highest for any president since Nixon during the middle of Watergate. Nixon is the only other president to ever to register strong disapproval ratings above 40% in Gallup polls. He had a 48% strong disapproval rating in February 74 and a 46% rating the days before he resigned. Oh, God. Resignation sounds so good. Then Cheney can be the president. Well, he already is. Yeah. 49% of Republicans now strongly approve of Bush. The lowest solidarity with Bush by his own party until now. A majority of Democrats, 68% strongly disapprove. For the first time, a majority of independents, 53%, now strongly disapprove of your president. Those of you hangers on. WQAM, hello. Hello. QAM. Yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Great. Uh, two quick things. Uh, I would add... Number one, Duke University for basketball. Duke. Yeah, oh, it's a good thing the Humper's not here today. He'd be really PO'd. A lot of people about it. You could go in Jerry, uh, Pat Robertson's university, but really you don't know about Regent University down in Norfolk. But that's where Ralph Reed also worked a long time ago. Wow, all the gangsters. And number two, out here in Los Angeles, USC is kind of like the University of Miami in the sense that it's private, kind of snooty, full of themselves. And so it's it, and its athletic success has caused a lot of uh, a lot of jealousy and resentment. So that's one of the reasons people may not like that school. Mm -hmm. On that, have a great year. Congratulations on thirty, and uh, keep up the good work. Muchas gracias, amigo. Hasta luego, Vitas. You too. See ya. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be bisexual and bilingual this year. Okay, we got to get the audience back. You can tell that they've all flown the coop this week, can't you? No, I bet you had some fantastic calls yesterday. Oh yeah, they were spectacular. No. It was all Come right. on, you get the intellectual crowd. That's right. Please don't tell me he called you. No, he please. Didn't. He didn't. No. Gilbert what about? Me. Yeah, we. Uh huh. What call? <laughs> well, we don't want you to be left out. I, I, I would never. We don't want you to feel out of love. Where is the love? Where is the love? Okay, now don't you listen. Seriously, I mean, we we still are doing bits. Although you know, you better get out. instead of doing some of these uh, Beasley bits. If he would just get back on the most of, he doesn't need to be here for us to do that. Oh, and also, speaking of uh, other people that are on the air or are not going to be very long, we, we don't have time to play it on the air. Did you talk about that Sid Rosenberg thing? The guy called me on no, Tuesday. Huh? I just took it out of the machine. You're not going to want me to play it, are you? No, 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 no. Okay. Guy called, no, because I almost went into a coma while yeah. you were playing it. Man, you, anybody that ever complains about this show, i got news for you. Ron Bennington, Dreadlocks and all, somebody uh, taped that. What, what, he's on XM, is that it? That is correct. Oh, and uh, send us a clip of the show where uh, Sid, uh, Sid the Kid Rosenberg, Stahlstein, whatever his name is from across the street, called in and was like sucking around to get on XM and sucking those guys like crazy uh, butts. I mean, just unbelievable. Oh, and you you guys should have uh, made a bigger deal when I left the when I got fired and you guys didn't, didn't support me. You and uh, who was the other ones? Uh, oh, uh, Oprah and Anthony. Oh, oh, oh Oprah and uh, uh, Anthony. Oh, my God. They're just pathetic. So, you know, not a good idea to be calling him on, although maybe he just doesn't care for like two bucks an hour, you know? I don't think he'll be around too long, Sid the Kid. And he was going to be the Messiah. He was going to be the, uh, the, he was going to be their ace in the hole, as they say in America. As Eli Wallach would say, you are my ace in the hole. In other words, ace hole. 654 votes. What college or university do you despise the most? Come on, let, you know, you don't have to hold back for whatever reason. Maybe your mother-in-law went there. Notre Dame, 181. University of Miami, 99. Bob Jones University, 73. A bunch of Farbissina Goyam. Gators, UF. Or is that FU? 70. FSU, 63. None, 39. Boring. 39 very boring people. I hate this poll, 31. Ohio State, 31. The Buckeyes. 
I think it's still the uh, the ghost of Woody Hayes hangs over that whole deal. Yale, 13. Harvard, 10. Michigan, 8. Michigan State, 7. Come on now. What's not to like? Texas, 7. Oral Roberts, 6. USC, 5. Liberty uh, College. I think it's Liberty Baptist. It doesn't make any difference. Liberty. It's Jerry Falwell, 4. Penn State, 4. And that ancient Joe Paterno just turned 140. UCLA, 3. And Duke just went on there. Boy, the Humper's going to be... Re- and, of course, if the Canes win today, which we just know they're going to do it, it's uh, Canes and Duke, 11.30 pregame tomorrow. This we love those Neil teams. Rogers. Kane O'Hara. This is 5.62 Say cheese. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I do, put the bowl in the basket. That what I be do. That's what he be do, we put the ball in the basket. That's what he do, we put the ball in the basket. That's what he do, we put the ball in the basket. That's what he be do. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I do, put the ball in the basket. That what I be do. That's what he does. He puts the ball in the basket. That's what he does. He puts the ball in the basket. That's what he does. He puts the ball in the basket. That's just what he does. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That's what I be do. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, that's what he do. He put the ball in the basket. The situation is, put the ball in the basket. He uh, puts the ball in the basket for the organization. That's my take on uh, what he do. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I be do. That what he do. He puts the ball in the basket. What he do. He put the ball in the basket. And he gives 110 percent to put the ball in the basket. And that's what he be do. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I do. Put the ball in the basket. That what I be do. It puts the lotion in the basket. Oh, yeah. If you're going to put the ball in there, might as well put a little bit of that, smear a little bit of it. Maybe Barry Bonds can use it. Oh, boy. I guarantee you Josh Cordes is jumping off of that bandwagon real quick. Off that bandwagon? Yeah, that Barry Bonds bandwagon. In fact, that would be a good poll for you guys to take one day next time I go to the dentist or the doctor or something when I croak. Um, what Bonds do you like best? Bobby Bonds, rest in peace. Barry Bonds. Gary U.S. Bonds. U.S. Savings Bonds. How about Gary U.S. Bonds? Gold Bonds. Gold bonds is good. Powder. Isn't that foot powder? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Stocks and? Bonds. 5670560. Oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. What college university do you despise the most? I thought we'd have a whole bunch of these, but then again, they don't want to talk to me anymore. That's, that's just the way it's been this week. You know, we I, I think it's like the cutoff, that 30th anniversary last week. That was the cutoff point, and now it's like they give me the cold shoulder for a while. You know? We we could tolerate you for thirty years, but now it's like, well, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to warm us up a little bit. Yeah, warm this. WQAM, hello. QAM. Mama, baby. Now that was good, wasn't it? Special. I like the fact that whatever the hell he said. Well, if they you talk faster, then you can't dump it. Huh? The faster they talk, the oh, less. Oh, I you see. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I never knew that before. Sure, makes you That's slower. Incredible. Look at that are. phone, baby. They are smoking. Well, once that four minute delay catches up. WQAM, hello. James Bond. James Bond? Yeah. I thought you said that. Oh, yeah. sorry. I stirred it. Sorry. Oh, James Bond. He's still doing the Bond yeah. stuff. Her, her. That was like uh, two minutes ago. Yeah, Come on. Keep up, will you, Pally? James Bond. Oh, my God. You people are something. How about Ward Bond? For all the old folks. For Chicken Neck. He remembers Ward Bond. WQAM, hello. 
That's the best one so far. Now we had a couple of good ones. QAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? This is Jimmy Great. up in Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, my God. My can, my heartfelt condolences, man. Yeah, well, things are things are starting to break up. You know, the Indians took over six crack houses, turned them into casinos, so people are gambling away all their money. Good. I tell you, it's rough. My Nothing. kind of crowd. Yeah, it's rough up here, you know. Yeah. Uh, Although, you know, I will tell you this. I do watch uh, Channel 2 News every night, though it's at 530 or 5, whatever the hell it's on. Yeah, well. What's the, what's the weather guy's name there? He's good. Don uh, something or other? Don Paul. Don Paul. Guy yeah. would never trust a guy with two first names, but he's good. No, he's got beady little eyes. Yeah, don't tr- like I said, don't trust him. But, but you guys, the weather there, I'm only 120 miles away from you guys, and the weather there is horrendous. It's like brutal. Yeah. I always knew that, but, I mean, now it's just unbelievable. I'm hoping St. Patrick's Day turns out all right so these Irishmen can get out there and do their drinking and without, you know, yeah. any any accidents on the road. Yeah. These guys I, I just don't understand how. Now I know why they, all the uh, Polish folks in Buffalo have to wear those white socks to go bowling because there's snow up to their knees anyway. So Yeah. Oh, I know. The, the bowling proliferation and, and the, the drinking, the, the yeah. town, I'm telling you, if it, that's why you got to drink so you can forget about the taxes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoy the show when I get down there a couple times a year and... Uh, one day I'll get down there, hopefully, for good. No state income tax. Oh, you mean Florida you're talking about. Well, yeah. better you than me, pal. Yeah, escape, <laughs> okay. escape from Buffalo. Well, listen, I'll see you in Chictawaga. How's that? Yeah, sounds good. I'll see you in Fredonia in Depew. Fredonia's a good, good party. I'll see you in now. Hamburg at the track. Yeah, that's right. Say goodbye, pal. The tracks are weak. Take Back care. from Buffalo. Goodbye. John Nichols says Vermont town meetings vote to impeach. Oh, this is such good news. I mean, it's just a start. You know, there has to be like a little right. start somewhere. A single Vermont community's call for impeachment of President Bush turned into a chorus Tuesday night, with town meetings all across southern Vermont echoing the demand that Congress act to remove the president. Yes! As had been expected, voters in the town of Newfane, where the movement began, endorsed impeachment by a resounding margin. The paper ballot vote was 121 to 29 hmm. for the resolution that declared, whereas George Bush has, one, misled the nation about Iraq's weapons of mass destruction, two, misled the nation about ties between Iraq and al-Qaeda, three, used these falsehoods to lead our nation into a war unsupported by international law, four, not told the truth about American policy with respect to the use of torture, and five, has directed the government to engage in domestic spying and direct contravention of U.S. laws. Therefore, the voters of the town of Newfane ask that our representative to the U.S. House of Representatives file articles of impeachment to remove him from orifice. The surprise came from neighboring communities where, inspired by Newfane's example, citizens demanded that their town meetings address the issue as well. At least three other Vermont towns, Dummerston, Marlborough, and Putney, named, of course, after Michael Putney of Channel 10, voted for impeachment resolutions Tuesday night. Dummerston and Putney in floor votes, while Marlborough voted by a paper ballot 60 to 10 for impeachment. Then they rolled the papers up for the Marlborough man and made some good smokes. Dandy Walt, an elected member of the Newfane Town Select Board, who started the process when he drafted an impeachment article and placed it on the official agenda for the annual town meeting, celebrated the grassroots vote against George Bush. Even the grassroots don't like him. Sooner or later, and his administration is a healthy sign democracy is still alive, at least in Vermont. In the U.S. presently, there are only a few places where citizens can act in this fashion and have a say on our nation. He's at Vermont. What's not to like about them? they got Ben and Jerry's, right? Right. You know, I don't think I've ever been in Vermont Me either. in my life. Me either. Nowhere near it. I think I may have driven through it. No, no, I take that back. I've never been in Vermont. It's one of those very few states I've never been in. And thinking about that makes me want to go to Hawaii again. <laughs> not to Vermont. I mean, there's Montpelier, huh? Burlington. Name me another city in Vermont real quick. I can't. No. It's just not, it's like Wyoming, although I guess, you know, it's more civilized than Wyoming, but there's just nobody there. Well, that's good. That is good. In fact, uh, you know, we, we can send all the, uh, you know, got Massachusetts and New York, mm-hmm. Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine. Let's send all the living and breathing people to the good states, and we can, like, take all of them right next to one, South Carolina, 
and all those other Yahoo in Wyoming and Utah. Oh, that's a good yeah, place for me. South Utah. Dakota. Don Marie wouldn't be too happy. What about North Dakota? That too. Nothing there. Yeah. I think that, you know, we don't have to, it doesn't have to be official. We've already got like a semi-official civil war going on. Forget about Iraq. we got one going on in this country, in your country, excuse me. 1041 at 560 WQM. When you're shopping for shoes, immediately the name that ought to pop into your mind is Brandy's in Pompano Beach. I've been talking about Brandy's and raving about them for years because there's nobody does it better. That's why they're still around while the others have gone bye-bye. Every major brand that you know and love is waiting for you at Brandy's at unbeatable prices. they got a fantastic selection. Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, SAS, New Balance, all the other top names as well. As for Arnie, when you go in, Arnie will make damn sure you get the perfect fit at the right price at Brandy's. And even if you have big, fat feet, Brandy's specialize in wide widths as well. So Brandy's is worth your trip from just about any place in town. Don't forget, they have that unbeatable combination, comfort, style, fit, value. You can't beat their prices and selection. So always think Brandy Shoes at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. Brandy's is open every day, Monday through Saturdays till 9, Sundays till 5. And this week, again this week, says Brian Schmutz, it's a great time to buy a new balance at Brandy's. All great men's and women's Brandy uh, New Balance styles are 10 to 20 bucks off this week. So be sure to get into Brandy's this week or do your shoe shopping on their website at Brandy Shoes. You see, that's what happens when you have tooth work and you're like, right. like that. Like I said, on the web at BrandyShoes.com. Take your time. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 Oh, yes, you may hate us, but Bush will have his way. Oh, goodbye, we will make you die. We pretty men, for such a long time. With the Bush tribe, family owes. I ask you what would be safer than an unchecked. WQM, we have to talk real fast. We got the hurricane warm up at 1130 with the beast. I beg your pardon? Nothing. You were talking real fast. I was uh, oh. helping. And then we got uh, UM and Clemson from the ACC tournament in Greensboro, South Carolina, North Carolina. 
at noon. South Carolina, North Carolina. Actually, uh, Greensboro is where the uh, the Carolina Hurricanes started. Okay. And then they moved to Raleigh, and they still don't draw flies, even though they're the best team in the league. Oh, speaking of hockey, Josie Theodore for David Abisher. That's the big news. Trade deadline at three, so we got Geldy after the basketball game, a perfect day for him. He'll be talking about the, I'm sure, the trade deadline, which nobody cares in South Florida, but nevertheless, at least he'll be doing the right thing. Mad Dog 4-7, to seven, Curtis 7-10, seven to ten, Eddie K-10. That's it. That's the deal. Ted Rawl. Now, remember in uh, Loose Change, I'm sure you do. Yes. All of that business about Flight 93. Yes. Well, you're going to like hearing this. Did you read this yet? It's on our website. Not yet, but I love Ted Rawl. We post his comics, his cartoons all the time. Knee-Jerk Liars, the legend of United Flight 93. Ready? Strap yourself I'm in. I'm ready. Fasten your seatbelt. On the first anniversary of the crash of United Airlines Flight 93, Homeland Security Director Tom Ridge delivered a speech at the site of the disaster in western Pennsylvania. Faced with the most frightening circumstances one could possibly imagine, he told grieving relatives of the passengers and crew members aboard the fourth plane hijacked on 9-11, they met the challenge like citizen soldiers, like Americans, he said. He recited the now familiar story of passengers learning by phone about the attacks on the World Trade Center and Pentagon, deciding to fight back and breaking into the cockpit, a heroic act that led to their own deaths while sparing countless others in Washington. The terrorists were right to fear an uprising, Ridge rhapsodized. The passengers and crew did whatever they humanly could, boil water, phone the authorities, and ultimately rush the cockpit to foil the attack. Ridge's boss repeatedly used uh, United 93 to close his standard stump speech. Calling the passenger revolt the most vivid and sad symbol of them all, George W. Bush said, People are flying across the country in an airplane, at least they thought they were. They learned the plane was going to be used as a weapon. They got on their telephones. They were told the true story. Many of them told their loved ones goodbye. They said they loved them. They said a prayer. A prayer was said. One guy said, Let's roll. They took the plane into the ground. The legend of Flight 93 had everything a nation caught with its pants down, needed to feel better about itself, guts, heroism, self-sacrifice. Best of all, it was marketable by Hollywood and by a president willing to surf on a kind of heroism notably absent from his own life. Theatrical release of the second United 93 movie is scheduled to open April 28th. Lisa Beamer, widow of the passenger credited with the call to arms, Let's Rule, wrote a best-selling book by the same name, applied for a trademark on the expression, and is now working in the Christianist lecture circuit. The, Christ- the Christianist lecture circuit. Actually, the 9-11 Commission found the evidence indicates that what Todd Beamer or somebody else said was not let's roll, but roll it, possibly referring to an airplane service cart that passengers may have wanted to use to break down the door into the cockpit. Too bad, roll it certainly sounds less cinematic and more like a book about cinematography than let's roll. I say it all the time. Roll it. Big fat one. Mm-hmm. The first indication that government officials were covering up the truth about United 93 came with the refusal to make public the cockpit voice recording, the CVR. Releasing CVRs after a crash has long been standard practice. Pilots' last usually profane utterances have become a cliché, yet the FBI stonewalled victims' relatives for months after 9-11. While we empathize with the grieving families, Assistant Director John Collingwood wrote one widow, we don't believe that the horror captured in the cockpit voice recording will console them in any way. And yet if the tape contained inspiring proof of the passenger revolt and its success, it would have been one hell of a lot more consoling than Tom Ridge's oratory. Why not release it? Finally, after seven months of political pressure, the FBI allowed United 93 relatives to listen to CVR. The feds told the families not to reveal what they'd heard. They said the information on the tapes could possibly be used in the prosecution of the alleged 20th hijacker, Zacharias Masawi, and anything that we say could affect the case in a negative way, said the brother of one of the victims. Though they studied the recording, the 9-11 Commission found zero evidence that the passenger revolt succeeded, that they made it into the cockpit, and as Bush claimed, took the plane into the ground. Tom Kane and company offered only conjecture. The hijackers remained at the controls, but must have judged that the passengers were only seconds from overcoming them. Must have. At a time when war can be justified by waving around a bottle of fake anthrax on TV, must have is judged to be adequate proof. 
Another eyebrow-raising portion of the official account of Flight 93 states that the passengers and flight crew began a series of calls from GTE earphones and cellular phones after the hijacking. Ever forgotten to turn off your cell phone during a flight? I have. Try it yourself. Cellular telephone calls tend to drop when you're driving at 60 miles an hour. Passenger jets travel up to 10 times that speed. Moreover, there's zero signal and thus no ability to place a call above 8,000 feet. Flight 93 en route from Newark to San Francisco at a cruising altitude of 35,000 feet dropped 700 feet when it was hijacked at 9.28 a.m. Cell calls? Not likely. The Bush administration has ultimately claimed that the White House, then the Capitol, and finally the White House again was the target of Flight 93 hijackers. Sure, it's possible that the same terrorists who didn't know that New Yorkers don't start work until 9, the World Trade Center was struck at 8.42, wouldn't have thought to check Bush's schedule to find out whether he'd be home that morning. But if the White House was the objective, why not hit it first? After all, if Bush had been home when the news from New York first broke, he would have been whisked away to Dick Cheney's secret undisclosed location. If the government doesn't know what the target was, they shouldn't say that they do. What happened to United 93? There was almost certainly a passenger uprising. Did it succeed? Probably not. The 9-11 Commission says that at some time between 10-10 and 10-15, Dick Cheney ordered the Air Force to shoot down the plane, which had turned east toward Washington. The plane had already crashed at 10.03, but the Regional Air Traffic Control Center in Cleveland asked the FAA where the military fighter jet should be dispatched at a flight at 9.36, giving Air Force more than enough time to intercept before the fatal plunge into the field at Shanksville. Was United 93 shot down despite the official story? Local media accounts offer evidence of that possibility. The September 13, 2001 Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reported, for example, in a morning briefing, State Police Major Lyle Zapinka confirmed that debris from the plane had turned up in relatively far-flung sites, including the residential area of Indian Lake, two and a half miles from the crash site. Flight 93 headed down, rolled onto its back, and crashed, leaving a smoldering crater. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette again. Indian Lake Marine employee John Flegel said he climbed on the roof of an abandoned cabin and tossed down a burning seat cushion that had landed there. By Wednesday morning, crash debris began washing ashore at the marina. Flegel said there was something that looked like a rib bone amid pieces of seats, small chunks of melted plastic, and checks. Seats and bones don't fly two and a half miles from a crash. Their location could indicate an initial explosion, such as that from a missile hitting a plane. If the Air Force did shoot down Flight 93 to protect the Capitol, it was the only time on 9-11 or since that the Bush administration has done anything to keep America safe. Whether they were concerned about being second-guessed or for the financial health of the airline industry, we'll never know. We do know that they've become knee-jerk liars, even covering up the rare occasions when they do something right. Perhaps they don't really know what happened there. If so, they ought to say, rather than promote more fairy tales about Flight 93. The passengers did try. The only thing that takes away from their heroism is Bush's lies. So now that Zacharias Musawi's been convicted, where's that tape? All right. How do you like that, especially after having watched The Loose Change, you know? Uh-huh. Raising all of these, uh, all of these doubts. Things. All of these doubts. Speaking of doubts, how about that Barry Bonds? I don't want to dwell on this. I'll leave it to the sports nerds. Oh, by the way, WQAM, hello. Not there. Okay, like I said. Well, I'm trying to intersperse one or two right. here and there. We only got like uh, 35 minutes for crying out loud, for Christ's sakes. How's Judas doing, by the way? Who? Barry Bonds exposed, beginning in 98 with injections in his buttocks. Rectum. Of Winstrol, a powerful steroid. Barry Bonds took a wide array of performance-enhancing drugs over at least five seasons in a massive doping regimen that grew more sophisticated as the years went on, according to Game of Shadows, a book written by two San Francisco Chronicle reporters at the forefront of reporting on the Balco steroid distribution scandal, a book that Josh Cordes will be reading from cover to cover, pillar to post. I guarantee it'll be more revealing than that Jose Consucca book I sent you. I sure hope so. How many pages? How many words did you read of that? About 30, man. 30 too many. An excerpt of Game of Shadows that details Bond's steroid use appears exclusively in the March 13 issue of Sports Illustrated, which is on the newsstands now. The book's publication date is March 27. I'll be grabbing that. 
The authors, Mark Fainaruwada and Lance Williams, describe in sometimes day-to-day, drug-by-drug detail how often and deeply Bonds engage in the persistent doping. Doping. The old rope-a-dope. For instance, the authors write that by 2001, when Bonds broke Mark McGuire's single-season home record of 70 by belting 73, Bonds was using two designer steroids referred to as the cream and the clear, as well as insulin, human growth hormone, testosterone to canoweight, a uh, fast-acting steroid known as Mexican beans, and trenbolone, a steroid created to improve the muscle quality of cattle. Mexican beans. Oh, do we wish for those days when we could put a little sound effect or two in there with those Mexican beans. Oh, well, how about this? How about that? Just use your imagination. Just take a little whip. Oh, must be those Mexican beans. This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. You, 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 you fail. Any questions? This hour on Larry King, the Guantanamo Bay Detention Camp, the place too many to be built by Halliburton. The United Nations wants it closed. Bush administration says, no, they will not close it. Here to defend Gitmo is Commander in Charge of Torture, mm, Buffalo Bill. I'm Buffalo Bill. Yeah, I just said that. Mm, excellent. <laughs> I should warn you. Yes. Tonight, my questions will be tougher than usual. I hope you have thick skin. I'm wearing my new skin suit made of body parts, mommy. So, uh, how's it going for you today? Oh, just fine, mommy. Uh, mommy. Having a nice day? <laughs> yes. Says here, you pull Dale's out and dump detainees in water. It's called the waterboarding. Why do you do that? It puts the basket in the lotion. Mm, you know, mm, you resemble that mommy. guy who plays the police mommy. captain on that show. Uh, what's the name of that? Uh, it's a monk with uh, Tony... Uh, <laughs> Tony Gloom. You watch monk? Yes. And stunk. <laughs> Coming up this hour, Luton and Ed Beatty. We're off to the CCA port. Next on Larry King. Well, speaking of Lou Dobbs, I've made a, a new Lou Dobbs fan, which for me to be even watching right. Lou Dobbs is so bizarre, because like a month ago, I would or two months ago, I would have said, hey, Lou Dobbs is one of my least favorite people in the world, and somebody would like put a uh, porcupine on his head. Right. I didn't know his name from any of the others uh, that you'd hear bouncing yeah. about on uh, CNN or any other But channel. now, I told you, it was like about two or three weeks ago on a Friday, and all of a sudden, he got like, uh, he went through this epiphany, whatever the hell that means, right. and he like uh, got religion. Yeah. And he was visited by the ghost of a uh, Christmas conscience. Either that or uh, what's his name that was in A Christmas Carol? What was his name? Alistair Sim. Okay. Remember that? Yes, I do. At any rate, whatever the hell happened to him, all of a sudden he just uh, has gone nuts. In New Delhi today, President Bush signed a deal giving India access to sensitive U.S. nuclear technology. The deal is being hailed as a, uh, a very important uh, arrangement between the United States and India. The U.S. will receive access, by the way, as a result of turning over that high... Uh, nuclear technology to India. The United States will be receiving Indian mangoes. President Bush, eager to expand trade with India, today agreed to share our civilian nuclear power technology to help India meet its growing energy needs. In return, President Bush hailed an expanded trade agreement between the two countries. The president said, and I quote, the United States is looking forward to eating Indian mangoes. End quote. All right. There you go. Nukes for mangoes. What a hell of a deal, right. man. Even you couldn't make a deal like that. That's right. We certainly don't have any mangoes down here. Except no. we're everywhere. Well, those are Florida mangoes. Who the hell wants that? Come to QAM. Hello. QAM. Come to QAM. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, you left two of uh, UM's rivals off your pole. Let's uh, hear them. Cupcake U and Lollipop Tech. 
What? Cupcake you and lollipop touch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, that, that's a joke? Uh, somebody would have to draw me a diaphragm of that. You can always save it to laugh. Yeah, later, yeah, you know, yeah. You're bored. So, so they play a lot of girls' schools. What's that got to do with a pole, okay? Has that got anything to do with a pole? How about Long Beach State? How about that, huh? Cupcake you my ass. God. Oh, I'm telling you, man. You folks are about as funny. And by the way, Sid Rosenberg Krantz uh, was on XM. <laughs> that is the best. Although it does inspire me to play. Where the hell is it? Look at that. Can you Uh-oh. believe what's going on here today? What'd you do? I just uh, hit the wrong uh, thing. Well, that, this is what happens when you're in a big hurry, okay, with these damn sticking uh, ball games. Let me tell you something, pal. Long Beach State's a girl's school. Oh! Yeah, cupcake you, mama. What college or university do you despise the most? Notre Dame, 201. University of Miami, 106. Bob Jones University, 100. 100. Because they're so far bissing. Gators, UF, 84. FU. FSU, 69. None, 48. I hate this pool, 44. Ohio State, they're not so great. The stinking Buckeyes, 35. Didn't they win the damn national championship? Yes, they, they did. Well, they, they really lost, but they, they yeah. They yeah, won. exactly. They handed them the game. Shame on you people. Yale, 15. Oral Roberts, 13. Analyzation. Harvard, 11. Michigan, 11. Oh, no, not Michigan. Since Tom Brady left there, we uh, turned on them again. Liberty, 9. That's Liberty Baptist. That's uh, Jerry Falwell's fine institution. Michigan State, 7. Seven people picking on the poor Spartans. Texas, 7. USC, 5. Penn State, 4. Duke, 3. And UCLA, 3. Out of 775. Cupcake, you and I. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing today? Okay. Um, you too, George. Yo. Um, that, that thing about Flight 93, that was really, um, I read that last night on the Internet. Right. And it just brought to mind, like, every tortured explanation this administration has, if they had proof that proved that they were doing the right thing, wouldn't they show it? Yeah, that's right. Like with the voting machines. Everything is a cover-up. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, it just goes on and on and on, and, and nobody, uh, I don't know, I don't know what the heck. We've had a bloodless coup in America, and the public is sitting back watching American Idol have, and uh, talking we crap. Had, we had a coup with everything. The only thing that was missing was the tanks and the troops surrounding the White House and the government buildings. Right, that's correct. And if you say that, my, my own brother barely speaks to me anymore because I don't support my You know, my nephew's on his way over to Iraq right now, and they're all gung-ho about it. Oh, brother. And I don't know how we came from the same family. Mm. You know, I want to tell you, you know what the best thing about all these ball games is on your channel? It's when they, when you switch over and you say it's time for Miami Hurt, you can hear all the radio stations clicking <laughs> over. Oh, it's a ratings <laughs> booster, man. Make no mistake about it. Have a good day, Neil. You, you too. George. Thanks. It's a really ratings booster. But you know something? We have to balance things in life. Everything like Bill Balance used to say or our former general manager was unbalanced. You know, everything in life is its the yin and the yang, the uh, give right. and the take, the uh, in and the out. And, uh, you know, if we have to balance between getting a real short show and getting the hell out of here at 1130, which is like 23 minutes away, and possibly doing it again tomorrow, or, you know, or uh, not having those fine ball games on, we'll take the uh, soft, uh, you know, less work, more pay. That's right. our motto. As far as the ratings are concerned, I mean, based on the calls this week, I would imagine we'd probably get like a one share in the next trend, so we'll be okay. Join QAM today from noon to 2 for the grand opening of Advanced Auto Parts at 1925 Northeast 2nd Avenue in Miami. It's going to be something. I can't say the word on the air. Stop by to win prizes. Sign up to win the $1,000 Advanced Auto Parts shopping spree. Pick up your about 30-man uh, CDs and T-shirts for 20 bucks apiece to benefit Abandoned Pet Rescue. I guarantee Miguel will be mobbed. He'll be swamped with his, with his people. Not our people, his people out there. 
Fred okay. Grimm and the Miami Herald writes, see, I, I just, I don't have time. It's a good thing we're not getting, like, inundated and flooded with calls. Now oh, look see, at now that. that I don't want yeah. them, now they're, like, ringing off the hook. Too bad. Fred Grimm and yesterday's Herald, election official hammered for telling the truth. You can't tell the truth. Oh, there's that lunatic uh, Rumsfeld. Pentagon correspondent. Everything is the media's fault. That's right. You guys just won't talk about the good stuff. The l people are still alive in Iraq. Is that Ion or Eon? I-O-N. How do you pronounce that guy's name? I-O-N. Ion. Negative. I'm sure. Ion Sancho may be a hero in California, where grateful election officials have verified the serious security vulnerabilities in Diebold voting machines that the Leon County election supervisor uncovered last year. Sancho is regarded a little differently in Florida. Florida Secretary of State Office disparaged Sancho's findings, uh, demonstrating considerably more interest in propping up vendors than protecting elections. California, alarmed by Sancho's report, dispatched its independent expert-laden voting system technology assessment advisory board to conduct its own investigation. Florida, meanwhile, threatened to sue Sancho. When two of the only three voting machine vendors certified to do business in Florida, other potential competitors are shut out. Refused to sell new machines to the troublemaking maverick from Leon County, New Machines, the state snatched 564 grand in grant money away from Leon County for failing to meet a deadline for, you guessed it, obtain new machines. He may be a hero in California, but messing with moneyed interest makes him a pariah in Florida. California's Voting Systems Assessment Board issued a report last month that cited in the very first paragraph, Leon County security tests. Sanctua dispatched renowned computer expert Harry Hursty of Finland to attempt to hack Leon County's Diebold voting system, and guess what? He did. Hursty demonstrated that somebody inside the supervisor's office could both alter the outcome of an election and erase any trace of his meddling. California's follow-up investigation absolutely vindicated Sancho's concerns, says David Wagner, University of California computer scientist and a member of the Voting Machine Assessment Board. Our report found all of Ion Sancho's concerns were valid and, in fact, worse than anyone realized. We got bad machines, man. Last month, California quickly issued a series of fixes for the holes in the system. On Friday afternoon, the Florida Secretary of State's orifice sent out the same California sec uh, security directives to county election supervisors. Of course, there was no mention that the California findings had been available all along right there in Ion Sancho's Tallahassee orifice. This is incredible how he's been treated, Wagner said on Monday. He's the leader everyone else in the nation has been watching. Because of investigation, we've been able to strengthen security and protect the voters of California and Florida. Wagner noted instead of getting credit, Sancho's been savaged. One vendor canceled his orders at the last minute. One refused to sell machines. The third won't return his phone calls. Salesmen are suddenly too busy to sell machines. The state, rather than react to possible collusion, promptly canceled his grant and threatened to sue him for failing to fulfill his official duties. A couple of Leon County commissioners have joined the pummeling. It's been a rough few weeks, Sancho said Monday, nearly in tears. Wagner suggested that Sancho's situation exposed a weakness that no one has realized up to now. Florida apparently doesn't mind if its only licensed vendors refuse to sell their products to certain supervisors. Can a vendor punish someone who exposes defects in their product, Wagner asked? If they can drive out Ian Sancho, this is going to have a chilling effect on election supervisors across the country. He emailed Sancho, I just wanted to drop you a note to let you know that some of us are grateful for your dedication to election security, even if the state of Florida can't bring themselves to thank you. In my mind, Wagner added, you are a real hero. In Florida, says Fred Grimm, real heroes just catch hell. This is Neil Rogers. Absolutely correct. This is 560 QAM. Big Neil, it's bigger than both of us. This weekend on Access Hollywood, George Michael, you were busted over the weekend for drug possession, right? Yeah, yeah. What kind of shape were you in? Yeah, and what kind of drugs? Cops wanted to bring you down to the station. What did you say to them? So, innocent or guilty? Anything else you want to say? 
Uh, no, thanks. I don't swing that way. Uh, thanks for the interview. Gotta go. Uh, 12 to 13 minutes until that uh, pregame, man, with a beast hurricane warm-up. Gold Canes, baby, if ever we rooted for you. Yeah. I got my arms crossed and my Whoop. legs crossed, and I'm star-crossed and Star Jones. Oh, wait till you hear this. Bird flu hits weasel-like animal in Berlin. Okay. Weasel-like. Uh, Janet? The H5N1 bird flu virus has been found in a stone marten, a German laboratory said today, indicating the disease has spread to another species of mammal, although... See, once we get to the end of the story, they just try desperately to get everybody into a panic. First of all, this H5N1 bird flu virus has been around for 10 years. There has never once, there's not one single recorded case of human-to-human transmission. So, in other words, if you don't eat diseased birds, you're probably going to be okay for the time being. The Friedrich Loeffler Institute confirmed the presence of the virus in the Martin, a weasel-like animal, found on the island of Rügen in North Germany on March 2nd. Rügen. Is that like Rogen? Okay. The animal's sick and apparently, oh, that's right, you don't know your Amsterdam no, speech. You better get with it, man. Roken, by the way, means smoking. Does it? Yes. I wonder what that refers to. The animal's sick and apparently dying was found near the Widow Ferry area of the island. You ferry! Where cats and birds have been found with the disease. It was then killed by a government veterinarian. The institute said the discovery last month that the virus had passed from wild birds to cats on Arugan raised concerns about the disease's ability to spread. Infected cats have also been found in Austria. Oh, I wonder what John Jarris thinks about that. I held Goose's step all the way up into the Alps. The presence of an H- H5N1 infection in the second mammalian species, not surprising, till a backhouse, the regional ma- uh, minister for agriculture said, cats and martens have a comparable prey spectrum. Cats are believed to have caught the virus by eating infected birds. So the marten ate a bad bird. If you eat a bad bird, you're going to probably die. Okay? You're okay. going to get real sick and probably die. Oh, speaking of dying, I, I don't know about you. But I'm getting really, really tired of very, very wealthy millionaire and billionaire sports owners threatening. We're leaving. We're packing. We're uh-huh. leaving. Oh, my God. See ya. Goodbye. Are you threatening me? I'm trying to think of what it cost. The cab driver was telling me the other day that how much it cost to build the Sky Dome here in Toronto many years ago. I think it was $600 million. I'm not really sure. It was several hundred million. It was, the, the stadium was sold to Rogers Cable Rogers Wireless, for, that's why it's the Rogers Center now, which is a horrible name. Why couldn't it have just been the Rogers Skydome? But anyway, uh, for $25 million. And that was public money that they used. Talk about a rape of the public. And then, of course, it turned out to be a white herring and nobody wanted it. So now they sell it for $25 million. The San Antonio official trying to lure the Marlins presented the team with a proposal yesterday indicating as much as $200 million in public tax dollars could be raised for a ballpark. <clears throat> in a two-page letter to the Marlins, <clears throat> Bexar County Judge Nelson Wolf. Said $240 million could be generated if county of voters approved extending the hotel and rental car taxes that were raised to pay for the AT&T Center for the San Antonio Spurs if voters approved it. Of that, $40 million would be reserved for improvements to the AT&T Center. And but a beep but a boop about again, just all they're doing is they're like uh, they're trolling out there like a bunch of old trolls. That's what they're doing. Anybody want to give us a stadium? Anybody? Want, you know, and they're like trying to use it as leverage. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And now that, now that Josh Cordes don't have that deal anymore, although I will say this from a selfish standpoint, like yesterday, I mean, wouldn't you have been upset if we didn't have the Marlins yesterday? I would have been. Yeah. Not because we care about the freaking Marlins or baseball in general, but because uh, we get some early days off again because of the Marlins. But if you're leaving, see ya. That's all. That, that's my attitude. I just don't give a crap about it. Same with the Panthers. Same with all these sports franchises. Enough already. You don't want to live in a market that doesn't have baseball. I'll tell you that right now. I don't. Well, that's what somebody used to tell us very vehemently and vociferously day after day after day. You don't want to live in a market. Who did more for this community? The Marlins or Neil Rogers? Iran, or is that 
Iran, as fast as I can. Iran threatened the U.S. with harm and pain yesterday for its role in hauling Tehran before the U.N. Security Council over its nuclear program. You know, I was reading an article, I don't know whether I put it on a website or not, about uh, poking the hornet's nest, like some great philosopher said a few years ago. Right. And that's exactly what it was talking about, how we've uh, stirred up this whole thing in the Middle East now, and that there may be like this gigantic, massive war that would never have taken place if it would not have been for the invasion of Iraq. And now they're dealing with Iran. Of course, it's part of the axis of evil. But the U.S. and its European allies said Iran's nuclear intransigence left the world no choice but to ask for a Security Council action. The Council can impose economic and political sanctions on Iran as fast as I can. Thank God that our good friends like the Paki's and others and the Saudis, thank God that they're not uh, spreading nuclear technology around. Right. Right? Or the Israelis. Well, the Israelis. That goes without saying. They can have as many as they want. Right. And the good thing they're not selling the secrets to our enemy, China. Oh, sorry. They already right. did that. Or North Korea. Or right. Libya. The statements were delivered to the 35-member board of the International Atomic IAEA, which is meeting to focus on Tehran's refusal to freeze uranium enrichment. The meeting is, in effect, the last step before the Security Council begins considering Iran's nuclear activities and international fears that can be misused to make weapons. They can't have them. Why? Because we said so. Your mama. Two women who said two U.S. Marine Corps recruiters forced them to have sex after they expressed interest in joining the force sued over incidents, the incidents on Wednesday, yesterday. The lawsuit names the Marine Corps, the Navy, Marine Corps Commandant General Michael Hagee, Secretary of the Navy Donald Witter, and the two uh, recruiters as defendants. It seeks an injunction forcing the Marines to properly train recruiters as well as monetary damages. The women who were 17-year-old high school students and really hot at the time of the incident last year alleged that recruiter Sergeant Joseph Dunsweiler and Sergeant Brian Fukushima told them that they would have to submit sexually to join the Marines. Oh, well, that, doesn't that, isn't that part of the Marine... Uh, they make the guys do it right. Why not yeah. the girls? Two things. First, you have to say, <coughs> and then submit sexually, whether you're male or female. Right. Grab those ankles. The complaint alleges that Dunsweiler raped Doe on three separate occasions with the Ukiah, in the Ukiah recruiting office, each time telling her that she had to have sex with him if she wanted to join the Marines. Attorney Perry Vogel. Am I, I mean, is she really that stupid, huh? Is she that dumb? Well, she wanted to join the Marines. No. Or maybe she just, uh, maybe he was cute. One of the women said she was a virgin who contracted a sexually transmitted disease in the encounter. Oh, boy. Among other injuries, plaintiffs were raped, raped and seduced, coerced, and pressured into sexual intercourse against their will. The lawsuit asked for an injunction to force the Marine Corps to provide more comprehensive training to recruiters and better protections to women. Leroy Donald Johnson was caught this weekend in a barn with his pants down, literally, according to the sheriff's office. This is in Mesa, Arizona. You caught me. I tried to F your sheep, Johnson told his neighbor, according to the report. <laughs> yeah, got a picture of Leroy right here. Good old boy. But the Mesa Fire Department deputy fire chief changed his story when a sheriff's deputy arrived on his doorstep minutes later, denying anything happened. He was jailed. He's 52. He was caught on suspicion of disorderly conduct and criminal trespassing. After the neighbor told investigators, he found Johnson unzipped and only holding a sheep down on its side. Well, he's probably just shaving a little off. Maybe, probably, maybe make some woolen uh, socks. There you go. Huh? Wanted to knit a sweater. That, that could be it. <laughs> Hook one, curl two. 25 past the hour. Beach Ford has gone mad. Madness in March all this month at Beach Ford. They just missed having a record month last month. They plan to break it this month. They're going to break all records. Right now, extended Camp Ford 150s are as low as 249 a month with 995 bucks down, plus fees with approved credit and 39-month lease. Madness in March at Beach Ford means you must be mad. You've got to be nuts not to take advantage of rebates and discounts of up to $10,000 on all new and used vehicles. If you're not in the market for a new car but know somebody who is, be sure and send them into Beach Ford because if they take delivery during March, Beach Ford will send you 200 bucks in cash, and that money comes from their advertising budget, so it won't jack up your friend's price. Don't miss out on this once-a-year event. Beach Ford's Madness in March. Extended Cab Ford 150s as low as just 249 a month. Discounts and rebates up to ten grand and 200 bucks cash just for returning and referring a friend. Hurry on in.
Beachboard, two miles east of the Golden Glades on 163rd Street and West Dixie Highway. Tell Paul that Neil's out of his mind. You'll love your Beachboard experience. I guarantee it. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 